uh, that we can have uh, that gives you a daily increment to read through the Bible every day. If that's something that you're interested in, let me know, and we'll try to make that happen. And uh, so those two things. Number three, I just want to say that we are just, um, if anybody else was trying to get money in for our annual donation that we do for uh, move, um, um, not move missions, uh, our, our home missions program here in the United States. Uh, we take up our offering last week at Christmas Day, but if anybody had any other money you wanted to put in, or if you're planning on giving, just write your IOU on the envelope or whatever, uh, just so we know, because we'll make our commitment to the organization here this week and uh, get that money sent off. All right, praise the Lord. Well, we <clears throat> certainly are going to miss John and Debbie today. They are so instrumental in helping us in our praise and worship. But I am so glad that they could get away. And uh, truly, when our families honor and, and recognize their marriages, <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with that. And so I, I'm glad that they're gone in that respect, uh, though I'm going to miss them today. And you will too if you have to put up with me too long. Amen. But we want Sister Susie to come, and I'm going to just kind of let her lead us in worship today. And uh, we're going to praise the Lord. Why don't we all stand to our feet? Um, <clears throat> Brother Dwayne, would you be willing to take our, pass our offering pan? Are you willing to do that? <clears throat> take up our offering. Lord, I pray that you would bless each and every one as they give to the kingdom of God. Thank you for a church that believes in the gospel. Lord, I pray that you bless each and every one. And Lord, that you bless today in a great and a mighty way. We ask it in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Worship the Lord right now. Thank you, Lord. All my life, you've been faithful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, we want to bring our first speaker today. We will be cognizant of your time. I promise we're not here to kill you. But I really wanted to hear... Brother Stevens ministered the word this morning, and I feel like the Lord has given me direction, and I, uh, just to share with you for our, what we hope in 23 to see the Lord do, and uh, I hope that this year we could be a church that will bind together, and we'll see some things accomplished in the kingdom of God. Amen. Brother Stevens, come and preach the word this morning. God bless you. Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. What a great day. It's a brand new day. Uh, I read something yesterday. Uh, it, it said that uh, this year, let's make better mistakes. 
let's pick some better mistakes than the ones we made last year. And uh, uh, our God is so good. I, I am so thankful that my daughter's here and my wife's been very, very sick, uh, just miserable. And uh, uh, I, I like to pick on her, but I've been very careful right now. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's a wise man, I guess they said. Hallelujah. I, I hope uh, to those that were here Wednesday night, uh, were, uh, I'm going to probably try to finish the message that I had going. I, could, uh, I only did about two pages. I got about five, six, seven, but I'm not, <laughs> I will not preach that long because I, I uh, he gave me ten minutes, so, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, but I'd like to read one verse of scripture out of the, uh, uh, out of the book of John chapter one, very simple scripture, and it, and it says, uh, John chapter one, verse number 46 uh, and it said, And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? And Philip said unto him, Come and see. Hallelujah. Look to your neighbor and said, A brand new beginning. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Uh, Nathanael was, uh, was told that there, uh, Jesus was coming out of Nazareth to the Messiah, and he said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nazareth had a, must have had a pretty bad reputation. Uh, even the Pharisees did not even believe that uh, uh, Jesus was a prophet or anybody called out because they said there is no prophet coming out of, uh, of Nazareth. Uh, and the people that were with him and the family, even the neighbors, uh, they, they thought he was out of his head, uh, the miracles that he did and all the things uh, that he performed in that hour. Do you know uh, the people that are standing here that believe in the miracles of the Almighty God? Uh, you already know that God is real and you weren't even there to see it. You already know there is uh, somebody great that came out of the city of Nazareth. Uh, even though he uh, came out of that city, sometimes people put a stigma on you uh, uh, from the area that you came from. Uh, people uh, don't even uh, look upon, uh, they said, oh, he came out of Nazareth. What kind of a person comes out of Nazareth that's any good? Uh, uh, people can say that about our families, our lives. Uh, uh, some people in, in Veneta, they said, my name uh, puts a stigma on me, even though I'm a good person. Somebody in, uh, in the past had uh, many uh, uh, records in the in the the courthouse and and the police. As soon as they hear the name, they go, "Oh, there, that's a bad egg." Uh, not uh, not a bad egg if you're sitting there proving to them that you can live a good and wholesome life. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Uh, when we look into uh, the things that have come about. Uh, uh, in the Bible, there were different people in the Bible that 
was, uh, uh, had uh, no, uh, everybody said they didn't want to be part of them. Look at the, the man that was legion. He, he had a family. I'm sure the family said, oh, I don't know who that is. Uh, uh, that's, uh, that's not my uncle or that's not my brother or that's not my. And all of a sudden this one of Nazareth that nobody looked up to came to him and said, get out of there and gave that man a sound mind and a sound stature and he came to his head. He, he, he was lost at that time but Jesus came into his life, gave him a brand new beginning and he went into the, uh, the neighbors and the houses and his family and said, Jesus delivered me. He became brand new. There is a God that comes into our lives that makes everything brand new. You might add a reputation but my God can take care of that and make you a great person hallelujah hallelujah look at the woman at the well had five husbands been rejected by five uh, was living with the man but there is still a, a God that made his way around the situation and walked into that well and, and said, I got water that you don't need. You'll never thirst again and changed her life. She became a great witness in the city of Samaria that there was a great revival in that city. Uh, you are not lost if you are still breathing there is a God that gives brand new life in this hour. Hallelujah. God speaks life into people that might have been dead. But there, there is a guy that can be rejected and even thought, there's no hope. I've been around this for all my life. And I just didn't do right. Let me tell you, there was a man named Peter when Jesus first met him and said, uh, your name uh, is Peter, but I'm going to call you Cephas. It's going to mean a stone. I mean uh, a stone that uh, uh, can be used to build walls and be used as foundations and, and something that's uh, great. But uh, Peter was the one that would... Uh, uh, act without thinking and he just whacks off a man's ear with a sword. He denies the Lord three times and he, he, he you would think, well, the Lord wouldn't even, he denied me. He, he, he didn't even believe in me. But the first thing Jesus did when he saw Peter, he took him by the side and said, do you love me? Do you really love me? And that man that rejected Jesus, denied him three times, became the one that preached this gospel. Hallelujah. There is hope in our God. There is hope in him. And when we trust in him this year, I'm going to trust him even more. Hallelujah. No matter what this year brings, I'm going to trust in him. That last song, he's been faithful all these years. He's going to be faithful this year. He's going to help us this year. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a great big hand clap. So our God 
that came out of a town that said, hey, there's nothing. <laughs> there is no good thing that comes out of Nazareth. But there is a God that is full of compassion and mercy. There is a God that comes through and delivers and sets people free. When he was done, when he was living in Nazareth, John the Baptist came and was baptizing then came Jesus out of Nazareth to be baptized. Uh, some people say today you don't have to be baptized. Let me tell you, if Jesus came out of Nazareth, uh, out of a city that had a, a, a bad reputation, and he went down and was buried uh, in water for repentance, just to show us that that's what we need to do, uh, let us sure that my God is faithful. You've been baptized in Jesus name your sins are remitted your sins are forgiven it don't matter what you have done you can start over a brand new today you can ask God to forgive you and you can get up and start right off where you left off hallelujah that's our God hallelujah oh whoo, I feel God in this house so don't let the world tell you don't let family, you know, I was told by a real good friend of mine that I am no preacher. <laughs> I probably, he probably knows something I don't. <laughs> uh, and that's what I was trying to find the will of God in my life. But my God, I, I listened to him more than I listened to man. I had a lot of Job uh, friends. <laughs> They discouraged you, but get up. Let me tell you, my God's faithful. My God's faithful, and he's going to give you a brand new beginning. Why don't we just lift our hands? God, I want a brand new beginning tonight. I want a brand new beginning today. Uh, my God, I'm trusting in you, almighty king. You are worthy of all praise and glory. I praise you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes, you are the mighty God. Hallelujah. That's it. Worship God right here. My God is able to help you. Right now is a brand new year of this year. Hallelujah. He's comforted you. He's helping you through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's a good word. That's a good word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God.
like to just stop right there and say that was awesome all by itself. But I feel as though the Lord gave me a thought to give, and, to, and I would like to just share it with you. Joshua chapter number 5, reading 8 through 12. Um, and it came to pass when they had done circumcising all the people, that they abode in their places in the camp till they were whole. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from off you. Wherefore, the name of that place is called Gilgal, which means rolling, unto this day. And the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at even in the plains of Jericho. And they did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow after the Passover, unleavened cakes and parched corn in the selfsame day. And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel manna any more, but they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. I just want to talk to you for just a moment today. The day the manna stopped. The day the manna stopped. Lord, I pray that you bless your word. Lord, thank you for the preparation you brought us to to bring us to this moment. Our hearts are willing and yielded to you. Lord, I pray that you would speak to the church. Thank you for each and every one, for the precious people of God, for their faith and their walk with, uh, with God. I pray that you bless now in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated for just a moment. The day the manna stopped. Forty years and nearly all of that time Israel was in the wilderness. God provided for them manna. The scripture talks about that hoary frost that when they awoke in the morning they would go out and every man was given and able to take an omer for each man, each person. And the Bible said that a man was to go out and to gather for all of his house. And he was to gather that every single day. And, and um, we know today, of course, that story well. But the miraculous supply continued as long as they needed it. While they were in the wilderness, they needed food. They were transient for 40 years. They could not stop and put crops in the ground. Not only that, but it was a wilderness. It was nothing more than snakes, cactus, and rock. It was not a place conducive. There were no watering holes until they came upon them in, in those succinct places of Scripture. But it was not something that was readily available to them every day. And so the Lord had to provide them a rock that would follow them, that would pour out and gush water every day of their life. My God provided for them while they were in their wilderness. How could four to six million people have lived in a wilderness moving from place to place except that God would provide for them because they were his children? But now they had entered into the promised land, a whole new set of promises within God's word. Manna provided them what they had need of, but now it would have been contrary to have manna every day. For now, 
how could the promises of a land flowing with milk and honey ever become fruit to fruition in their lives, except they no longer had that thing of having manna every day whenever they felt like it. Now they were no longer transient. Now they were no longer uh, uh, moving from place to place where they were able to now set crops and, and herds. And even the Bible tells us that they were already in place when they took the land back. No doubt there were some that complained. So there were some that were feared the future because all of a sudden God cut them off, they might have said. God doesn't love us anymore. God doesn't care about us anymore. Why could God do this to us? He'd been so faithful for so many years. How could God have shut us off in a moment of time? I guess truly like our forefathers said, he left us in the wilderness to die. But of course, that was not God's plan. It took eyes of faith to see what God was doing to perceive and understand that God was bringing them into a new and living way. He was bringing them into an entirely different lifestyle, into an entirely different walk with God. I can't go forward with yesterday's blessings. you got to realize today that what may end today may have a brand new beginning waiting around the corner for you. You have to realize that sometimes it's not God's will to keep bounding up blessing after blessing. Sometimes he has to stop something in order to start another. You may have been satisfied all to go and to live off the stream in the hills and receive bread from a raven. But my friend, there's a widow widow in Zarephath that was waiting to be blessed for she and her son. And God would prefer, uh, preserve you at the same time. Amen. Sometimes we don't think about this, but I need to bring the church to an awareness today. What God did yesterday doesn't mean God is obligated today because he has a better way for you. He didn't bring us this far to leave us in a plane of, oh no. He didn't leave us here to say, for us to complain and moan and say, it's just not like it used to be. Let me tell you, honey, what God wants you to realize today is that just around the corner, God has a new way that he's going to fulfill his promises in your life. And you are going to be better off. And you are going to be blessed beyond measure. And you are going to live off the good life that God has provided for you. I mean, who in their right mind would want to live only off of a portion of Scripture, Dwayne, when God wants us to live off in the whole book? My God, I hope you're catching what I'm trying to say here today. It's so easy for us to say, why isn't it like it was yesterday when God brought us to this place that we would have eyes of faith and see that he wants to take us to new places new heights, new glory. I can't accomplish God's will today like I accomplished his will yesterday. Now, I'm not talking about obedience. I'm not talking about obeying Acts 2.38. I'm not talking about some new doctrine. I'm talking about our walk of faith today. Amen. You see, this isn't a scripture text today talking about 
what the future holds of heaven in our lives. This is a story, and this is a topic about living life and that more abundantly now and here. We're moving in his will, my friend. We are being shaped and molded by the Holy Ghost because God has a plan for Chelsea, Oklahoma. God has a plan for what he's doing in this church. God has a plan for what he's doing in our community. God has a plan for how Chelsea is going to impact Oklahoma and the United States and the world around us. Well, that scripture that we know so well in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and 7, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. You see, the man I taught Israel of old to rely on God. It wasn't just the priesthood, the leadership, but the man that taught every home, every tent, every family, every individual to trust God. That was the glue that bound them together. For the law brought us to Christ. Yeah, the manna. Jesus said, I am the manna. What was he saying? I am the thing that brought you from where you are to where I want you to take you. Amen. These are steps of faith we're preaching about this morning. There are necessary acts of obedience for every step in your life, but you will never obey without faith. A child may obey because the parents make them come to church, but oh, we long for that day and that moment when they finally do it because they want to live for God. That's the outcome that we're looking for. See, we no longer saw, when the, when the man was stopped, Brother Stevens, no longer was there one. <coughs> My voice is acting up today. <clears throat> there was no longer one miracle that covered all the people of Israel. Now, God would have to do the miraculous, depending on if you lost your axe head in the water. Depending on if you need it and somebody put rotten or poisonous food in your, in your stew. Or, or if you need to come over here and see the water purified so that people can drink. You see, God began to do the miraculous wherever the need was. While they lived in the realm of the promised land that he promised them. <clears throat> How will we ever... Obey him and see his will accomplished in our lives, except that we desire his will to be done in our life. God, not my will, but thy will. So let me just end this message with this. <clears throat> Several things happened in this reading I gave you that day on, in the fifth chapter of Joshua. On the 14th day of Nisan, they sacrificed Passover, the Paschal Lamb. They did it in the evening at dark. And this is the third Passover. Get this now. This blew my mind when I realized this. There are only three Passovers up until now that are ever defined within Scripture. 
The first Passover was in Egypt when they cried out for God and asked God to, to deliver them from Egypt, from the bondage and the slave and the taskmasters. The second Passover was at the, the mount where the Ten Commandments were. And there they had the promises of God. And there uh, they were in the wilderness. And there they were trusting God that he was going to take them all the way through. And this is the third Passover. Now they've seen God accomplish and fulfill his word and keep them in the wilderness. And now they were looking for a new day of what God would do. Amen. On the 15th, the next day, According to this calculation, the same day, they disposed of themselves. They first they ate the Passover, and then they began to eat the corn that was actually there in the land. For they were told to do that. And on the morrow, the 16th, after having offered to God what they offered to God, the homer, or their sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving unto God, the Bible said they began to eat the corn of the country. And the next day, the manna stopped. Must have been this time that the cloud of glory left. The, the pillar of cloud that followed them in the, in the wilderness had to be an ending point at that. Here the tabernacle was the first time was to be set up with all the promises of God of Canaan's fair land of the promises of God. Here, for the first time, the ark was placed in its rightful place in the holiest of holies. And there would be the mediator, and there meet with man. Oh, it must have been a glorious time. A new day. Fresh hope. God's doing a great work. We can trust him. We can take the land. We can go forward. We can see God be victorious in our lives. And all because they first all cleansed themselves as a whole at Gilgal and were there circumcised. Circumcision in the Old Testament is baptism in the New. They were baptized. They consecrated their lives to God. They obeyed the Passover, the Lamb, who is Jesus Christ. And they began to consecrate their lives to God. And God brought them into a new day. What's going to happen in 2023 Nothing will change. It will be when the church will say, God, not my will, but thy will be done. It's going to be a time when the church finally says, as individuals in this place, we say, Lord, thank you, Lord, for allowing me to repent that first time. But, oh, God, I need to repent again today. Thank you, Lord, for washing me in the blood of Jesus Christ in baptism. I'm so thankful, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for filling me with the Holy Ghost. And, Lord, I'm consecrating my life to you today. Everything that's untrue, everything that's unreal, everything that's insincere will always fall away from the true church that realizes this, that my passion and my consecration, my love for God is because that he first loved me. Amen. What a vision. What a time of the year that we can finally make up our minds and say, what do we want to see happen in this coming year? I, I, I would like to do this. <clears throat> I feel like the Lord has spoken to me. And I would like to be able to have uh, 
for not, not every Wednesday, just through some time each month, I would like to top, uh, talk about a number of topics all about our relationship that we have in the kingdom of God. For we are stronger together. We are stronger in him. We are stronger when we understand ourselves. So here's some topics. I'm going to talk relationship with God, relationship with myself, relationship with my family, relationship with leadership, relationships at work, relationships in the community, relationships with my church family, relationships with my finance. I want to talk about these things this year because I think it's going to help us to be able to be that, just that much more balanced. Amen. I, hopefully it's not to put you to sleep, and I'm, I'm, I'm trusting that's not going to happen. Amen. This year I just got through talking with our insurance company, and just to let you know, we have the check in the bank for our insurance for our roof. And um, I have to run this by and talk with the board to confirm on what our decision is and uh, see if we want to get any other uh, bids and things, uh, certainly. So this is not a factual thing. But the company that came and helped us through this process was integral with the insurance company. They submitted their uh, <coughs> their worksheet, and the insurance company actually honored it with their pricing and everything. And so we have money, and what they are willing to do is they're going to put in a um, an, an architectural shingle that's that's wind resistant has more has more tar underneath it to hold the the, the tabs down, and then number two, uh, they're going to take it all the way down all those layers we have on our roof. This roof is going to shout hallelujah when they take all those layers off this roof. It's going to get right back down to the wood. They're going to replace any bad wood. They're going to they're going to fix all of our soffits that are rotten underneath the church for us. They're going to replace all the gutter on the church. And everything is going to be paid for, except we're going to pay a little bit of extra money. Uh, they're not going to charge us tax, of course. And so um, it's left yet to decide, but we're going to pay somewhere around 1500 to 2000 I think, uh, additional in what we got from the insurance company. But that it's going to be, that is the Lord working for our church. Amen. That represents $45,000. Amen. God did that for us. <clears throat> and because of that, and because we've been saving every month with our still putting our monthly payment, we have been paying for this building when we first came. Now we're putting into a savings. And so we actually have money, Brother Stevens, that we can now uh, replace all 12 of these windows and uh, with double-pane glass windows and have them sealed so much better and so much better light in our auditorium. Amen. Looking forward to great things going on with that. And uh, there are just a number of things. I, I <clears throat> want to get the church's approval on this, but I would like to uh, seal that off. I'm not going to take the, on the outside it stays the same, but on the inside, put insulation there, sheet rocket, and be able to put a nice ornament, something up there that will be attractive. And uh, we're not using that window for anything. When we open it, the light is so bright on you all, you all can't hardly see anything that's going on up here. So I'm, I think that that's going to be, and that way we can then start looking at painting this auditorium and making steps to improve our church. Praise the Lord. So I, I'm very excited about this year. 
Um, we have money already given to be able to purchase a new monitor for the back so that we on the platform can read actually what the song words are. That would be a wonderful thing. <coughs> we're going to get, we're going to do the same. We're going to put a screen in our, in our fellowship hall so we can actually have when we teach, we can have things on the screen, which will be a lot easier to follow. And so um, just good things are happening. I want to thank so many of you, each and every one of you, really, for all the different things that you have done for the church this year. Uh, it's, it's because of what you did this year to give us the stability that we can go on and dream and do more. If it wasn't being done and, and we were having to do everything and chase our, our tail, you might say, <clears throat> like a cat does, we, we wouldn't be able to have the same kind of vision for the future of growth. But oh, we're, we're making room so that we have more time to win the lost. I want to say this. This is my third point this year for our vision. I really want to start teaching Bible studies. Back when I pastored in Ohio, Elaine and I were doing six and seven a week. And, and we saw growth in the church. If you have anybody you would like to teach a home Bible study to, if it would help a family member, if it would help someone in your community or on your job, no cost, obviously. And, and if you want to teach it, go for it. But if you want us to come in and be with you to, to teach it, we'd be happy to do that. We want, we want growth. We want the word to get into people's lives. Amen. And so this year, there comes a time when the manna stops because God wants to take us to a new step. And I trust that that's true in our church today, right here in Chelsea. God wants us to move into a new realm. Thank God for everything we've seen this year. Thank God for the lives that have been touched, for the people we've witnessed to, for the Bible studies we've been able to teach, for the things that the church hopefully has had some growth in. But oh, all to bring us to today, a brand new start, a brand new year. Would you stand with me today? I would like to close with Sister Susie has a special day, of which I was supposed to do it between Dale and I, I'm both Stevens and I, and that was my error. Please forgive me. <clears throat> but why don't you be seated and let's hear a wonderful song, and um, God bless you today.
While you're standing today, I wonder if you would just, before we leave, close your eyes, forget about who's beside you for just a moment. I'd like you to reach out to the Lord. What a day that we could make to make a new, fresh commitment to the Lord, to consecrate our lives to God. We don't need to go through, have you run around the church five times to prove it. What we need today is for someone really want to do God's will in their life today. And I pray that all that Brother Stevens preached today, this is a new day. And all that was said today concerning all Joshua's day, that somehow we could have a great move of God. This week is our prayer meeting on Tuesday night, 6.30, uh, Wednesday Bible study. Next week, next Sunday, we will start at 10, and we will have our normal uh, class next door and uh, with, with snacks, Sister Betty. And... Um, <clears throat> And then we will come back in and have worship service, and it'll be great to get back to normal on that. I'm looking forward to being able to teach the Word of God. God bless you. Let's reach out to the Lord right now. Thank you, Lord. I praise your name, Jesus. Oh, God, me, Lord. Oh, Lord, that my life would be that consecrated life. Hallelujah, Jesus. We praise your name. We praise your name. We praise your name. Oh, Lord. Myself, oh God, let us come and humble. Oh, I need you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, the will of God. Oh, the will of God to be done in my life. Thank you, Lord. Oh, move in my heart. Let me be willing unto the Lord. Let my spirit be supple before you. Shape me and mold me and make me, Lord. Oh, God, let my heart be and say yes to God this year. Oh, Lord, let me walk in truth. Let me hold the, the, the doctrine of the apostles. Thank you, Lord. I praise you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Well, shake hands and say hello to a person or two before you leave if you can. And uh, God bless you. So good to have everyone here today. 
looking forward to getting back to normal. Remember our fast week coming up. We'll have that posted out on the board here this week. And um, uh, don't worry, it only hurts a little bit. Not as uh, If you can still eat a full meal and pick out one meal a day, it's really not too bad. Amen. God bless you.